Want to patent your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart. Now get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Welcome to Passage to Profit, the Inventor Show, where we're all about intellectual property and business. This is Richard Gearhart, founder of Gearhart Law, a full-service intellectual property firm. So do you have a patent, trademark, or copyright issue? Well, Richard is the guy you want to talk to. This is Elizabeth Gearhart. I am not a lawyer, but I do work at Gearhart Law, and I love meeting all of the entrepreneurs. And about Passage to Profit, we start off by interviewing a successful business person. Yep, and we love to interview entrepreneurs, too, and talk about their intellectual property as well as their new businesses and the future that they're creating. In fact, we have an executive spotlight tonight and two amazing entrepreneurs. First, though, before we get to our guests, we're going to be talking about IP in the news. I have this article here. It is from GeekWire. So do you read GeekWire a lot? Only when I'm looking for patent articles online. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the name of the article is Whip It Good. Amazon patents a launch system for snapping payloads into the air or even into orbit. So I was excited about hearing about Amazon like flying drones to my front sidewalk and dropping packages. This is different? Yes. So this patent application was written by Amazon Prime Air VP, Ger Kimchi, along with veteran Amazon inventor Louis Leroy Legrand III. It lays out a plan for a launch system that could theoretically send payloads into space on the end of a miles-long whip. Guided by a phalanx of drones attached to the latch. <laughs> a phalanx of drones, whatever that is. <laughs> so it's like it says 500 miles. Can you imagine like a cord 500 miles long that flexes like a whip and sends objects into space? Who thinks of these things? Well, the people at Amazon. Uh, obviously. Yeah. And that's one of the great things about patents. A lot of companies will file patents and have them publish because it shows that they're on top of the technology. They're on the cutting edge. And what amazes me about articles like this, too, is if people want to know what the cutting edge technology is, they go to the USPTO site and look at the new patent applications. That's right. That have just published. And the other thing that piqued my interest about this article is, is that there's no way that this thing was built. This is very theoretical, but you can still file a patent on it. So a lot of people think that you have to have a model or a working prototype in order to file a patent. And that's not the case. You can file a patent just based on your imagination. And as long as you can describe it in enough detail, then you can file a patent on it. Yeah, so I'll look for Amazon, look for the other high-end tech companies that are doing basic research to file patents, look at their patents. And I mean, some of this looks like science fiction, but well, may not be. I mean, the satellite came from a science fiction story, and there's all sorts of satellites today. So really, this is looking into the future. Yes. So now we are on to trademark terror. And as I've said many times, I'm not an attorney. I'm a patent agent, so I can... Talk you, knowledgeably about patents, but not trademarks. Yeah, you're staying in your lane, I'm which staying is staying in my lane. Which, staying in your lane. So I'm going to let Richard talk about this article in the National Law Review by Juliana M. Charpentier. I guess that's how you say it. Sorry if I messed it up. And William J. Egan. Variety stores got a hundred million dollar verdict against Walmart because Walmart stole their trademark. The name of the company is Variety Stores. Variety Stores. And they had a few stores. It wasn't a big company. They had a trademark on the word backyard for grills. Walmart really liked the word and they just took it from them. And so Variety Stores, small company, few employees using this trademark, but they registered the trademark and they were able to go after Walmart and get a hundred million dollar verdict because Walmart took their name. But they didn't get the $100 million right away. No. There was a stopping point in between. What was that? So they initially filed the lawsuit, and the judge awarded them $30 million. Walmart appealed, and the appeals court sent the case back to the trial court, and the, they had a trial by jury, and the jury awarded them $100 million. <laughs> Sometimes those appeals just don't work out. So I guess I guess Walmart's lawyers aren't looking too good right now. No. But it really is a David versus Goliath situation, but the trademark system in the United States held up. It's a great story because it shows that even if you are a small company, you can succeed against large companies using the legal system. And 
In fact, Gerhardt Law has a case like this right now uh, pending in New Jersey where we have a small startup that acquired a trademark about 10 years ago, and a large company came in and started using their mark. But he, they knew he was using it because they, they, they applied and they couldn't get it from the PTO. That's right. And so we're fighting the battle again. And, you know, hopefully our client will get a $100 million verdict. I don't know. But, <laughs> that would be nice. But it is important to stand up for your clients. And it is important to stand up for the rights of entrepreneurs. And that's what we're doing. Well, the so. thing about the client, too, is he's been a client of yours for 10 years. And so you guys have a lot of trust and a good relationship built up. So... You didn't just take this case on just for the money. I mean, I feel like you took it on because yeah, he, we wanted you felt to so him. wronged. Yeah, I think we had made an initial settlement offer early on, which dwarfs what we're asking now. And they went ahead without our permission or even telling us. And I think that just aggravated the situation. And so, yeah, it is money's a part of it, but it's also for the principal. Let's cross our fingers. <laughs> <laughs> We'll do that. So you started a new business, right? And you're going to tell us a little bit about that? So I have taken my experience here at iHeart interviewing people and trying to make them comfortable in my presence, which hopefully they are, (laughs) and have started a business where I'm interviewing attorneys for very short videos, just asking two questions. Why would I hire you? And then who's the person behind the attorney? Like, what do you do for fun? And then what do you do with those videos? Some people just want the videos, but I'm actually doing an online video directory. So if I need an attorney and I don't know any attorneys, which I probably know. You know know lots of attorneys. I know enough. I know enough. (laughs) This isn't really, it's not really targeted at my demographic. It's targeted at younger people because I find the younger attorneys are more willing to make the videos and enjoy it more. And then a young person's going to probably want to interact with a young person more. So anyway, it's targeted at younger people. But if a young person, say they're on their own and they don't know any attorneys, because a lot of people don't, believe it or not, (laughs) Um, and they don't know where to go to find an attorney, they go online. Normally, they would probably ask somebody, but maybe they don't know what, you know. So they go online and they see these bios and these pictures. But here you can actually see the person talking to me like they would to talk to you. Right. So you get a good feel of who you might be working with. Do you like their attitude? Are they aggressive? Are they friendly? Uh, Do they seem approachable? And instead of calling 10 attorneys and talking with them, you can get a sense of who you might be working with just by watching the video. So it saves you a lot of time. Yeah, before you call. And some attorneys do start charging the minute they pick up the phone. So it could save you money, too. Well, it sounds like a great idea. Thank you very much for that. And now we're on to the guest segment of our show. We're very pleased to have with us Raven Magwood. And she's a published author, a motivational speaker, and a filmmaker who is truly a force to be reckoned with. And although she's only in her 20s, Raven has dedicated her young life to one thing, inspiring people around the world to become the best versions of themselves. What a great idea. What a great mission. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So tell us about what projects you're working on now. Um, Right now, I co-own a gymnastics facility in South Carolina, and I'm also an international speaker and a best-selling author of a new book called The Seven Practices of Prosperous Women. So that's been my main project. I've been traveling around the country with that book. I'm doing book signings, giving a lot of speeches, and really trying to um, help women and really anyone unlock their full potential in life in whatever aspect it may be. So I do want to ask you about the gymnastics a little bit. So you're not just like an everyday gymnast. When I was younger, when I was just 11 years old, actually, I became a national gymnastics champion. And when I was 12 years old, I made the Junior Olympic national team. So I was definitely at that um, high end as a young gymnast. I can honestly say I've never met an Olympian before. (laughs) (laughs) So she came with Dave Anderson. Yes. Dave, you're here. Good to have you back. here with us. I'm so happy to be here. How's everything? We're rocking and rolling. Yes. Or we're inventing and profiting. (laughs) How's that sound? It works for me. So when we spoke on the phone, Raven, you told me just this incredible story about your speaking and how it changes people's lives. Could we go over that story again? 
Yes, you just really don't understand the impact that you have the opportunity to have on people whenever you're doing anything in life, whether it's giving a speech like I do or just living your life. And I really knew that I wanted to be a motivational speaker when I was only 12 years old um, at that time. I had been asked to speak um, for Stedman Graham, and I didn't really understand the significance of what I was doing, but I got a standing ovation after Um, A few speeches down the road, maybe my third or fourth speech, I was speaking at a church and a 40 year old man came up to me afterwards. He was in, you know, middle aged and he just had tears in his eyes. And at first I was like, oh, my gosh, was my speech that bad? You have to cry about it. Um, But I just just did not. (laughs) That's what I would think. (laughs) Why are you crying? No. But um, then he just looked at me and he said, in my life, I have attempted suicide three times. And he said that he was actually planning on going home that day and trying again. But he said, after hearing a 12 year old be so passionate about life and really understand why she's here and inspiring other people, he was like, I promise right here, right now, I will never try to take my life again. And it was at that moment I was like, whoa, I really can impact people. And at 12, I said, you know what? I don't want to be a gymnast anymore. I want to travel the world as a motivational speaker, as an author. I want to help people in that way. Now, do I still use gymnastics? Of course, we have a gymnastics facility, but I didn't feel like I was put on this earth to be just a gymnast. I felt like I could utilize gymnastics to further inspire other people. Um, The thing about Raven that I love, right? When I met Raven, I met Raven in New York City and it was at a publicity summit and I saw maybe 50, 60 people that day. But when I saw Raven, it was like, everything stopped like you ever meet somebody and it's like wow like you're like like you're real i can touch you like some people just have this aura about them hers is purple and so (laughs) that's a good thing right (laughs) but the thing of it is right she was confident she knew exactly what she was there for she wasn't playing and she's modest like this girl skipped two grades she's phenomenal you know and for me it was a no-brainer i was like look I have to sign this girl. I need to work with her. Uh, I optioned a reality show for her on Business Bully TV because people need to see that I'm not an anomaly. When I was nine years old, they said my mother was crazy. Like, your kid's on the radio. He's doing TV. It's too much for a kid. And this is what happens when you allow children to grow as opposed to saying, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, what do you want to be right now? And Raven Magwood, for a generation of young black girls that has not seen that type of person, like, yeah, you'll see Oprah and you'll see Gail and you'll see Ava DuVernay, but you don't see somebody like Raven Magwood who looks, you know, like she should be modeling somewhere or standing up holding somebody's Fiji water, but she actually has more substance than style. And that is the most amazing thing about her. So I'm motivated. I'm blown away. Uh, I've read her book. I love everything about her. And... You know, she's an inspiration to me, and I'm 42 years old. Thank you, Dave. That's great. Thank you so You're much. Welcome. I'll pay you after the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the title of your book? It's called The Seven Practices of Prosperous Women. Okay. And yes. so what are the seven practices of prosperous women? <laughs> These practices I really utilize on an everyday basis, and I've looked at the lives of, quote, unquote, celebrities and successful people, and I've realized they use the same practices. Um, the first one is to visualize the end result, and that really just means you have to set goals. You have to know where you want to go if you're going to get there. Um, the second practice is bring the house down. And really with that, you have to give your all in absolutely everything that you do. You can't say you want extraordinary results and you're not willing to put forth extraordinary effort. Three, recognize your true strength. That's about understanding how powerful your mind is and how you have to choose to be positive each and every day in order to accomplish those goals you've set for yourself. Four, use a timeout prioritize, utilize your 24 hours to the best of your ability. Because guess what? We are all given 24 hours. You, me, your favorite person, the most successful person on the earth. We have 24 hours. But what are you doing with your 24 hours? So then after you use a timeout, you have five, which is cut your losses. Remove yourself from negative people and situations because they're not going to serve you and where you want to go. Six, go back to square one. When you make a mistake, that's fine. We all fail. We'll all make mistakes, but learn from it. And that's what it means, of course, to go back to square one. And number seven, when you've done all the six practices, guess what? You can't give up. You've got to keep pushing forward. And so number seven is never throw in the towel. (laughs) That's a hard one. You know, it's so easy to get discouraged. It is. 
starting a business, I get different opinions from people all over the place. I don't know. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm spinning around. Like <laughs> It's like, which one do I listen to? Right. So, Raven, yeah. do you ever find yourself overwhelmed with all the things that you're doing? And how do you manage that? Of course. I am only human and I do a lot. I have a million jobs and I, on a daily basis, I try to inspire people. Um, and really, I, I live my life by the quote, your life may be the only Bible another person reads. And living your life in such a way, it can be exhausting. But for me, I understand why I'm here. I understand that I am positively impacting people all over the world. I literally go through my Instagram DMs. And at first when I started this, you know, I was getting messages from people where I'm from in South Carolina. And then it expanded to Georgia and California. Now it's France. It's India. It's Africa. People writing me saying they read my book and they're inspired. And that's what keeps me going. So for me, especially running multiple businesses, I have to write things down. If I don't write it down, I don't get it done. I make a to-do list every single night and then I wake up the next morning and I just start it and I cross off everything that I do. I think being intentional about the things that you need to do, that's how you accomplish it. You can't just wake up and say, okay, well, let life happen to me. No, you have to make things happen. You're never going to find time to do anything. You have to make the time for the things you want to do. So I think it's very important to be intentional about the things you want to do and accomplish. Are you a big planner? Do you plan a lot of things? You said you have a to-do list, but do you go yes. beyond that? Or? Um, I do plan a lot, but I leave wiggle room because I think life happens, right? You can't really literally plan every little aspect of your life, but you can understand the direction that you want your life to go and where you're headed. So yes, I do plan. I know where I want to go in life. And then I'm open to taking detours when they come. So what did you actually say in that meeting when the 40-year-old man changed his mind about his life? What, what was it? Do you know what you actually said that made a difference to him? I'm not sure exactly what it was in particular that I said that struck him, but I do remember I was speaking on the topic that faith without works is dead. And I was really trying to tell the audience that you can have all the faith in the world and all the belief, but until you put the works behind your faith, that's when you know you're truly faithful. And I was going through even different things in my life. I know Dave mentioned a little bit before I did skip two grades. I actually ended up being four grades ahead. Because when I was 16, I graduated from high school valedictorian, 5.1 GPA. I went to Clemson University as a second semester sophomore at 16. And so just having that ability to be ahead and use my life to be an inspiration, I was just telling people, you can be given gifts and you can be given talents, but utilize it each and every day. Don't just say, I have faith or I want this to happen. Put that work behind your faith. Don't say you want to be an A student and you're not willing to study. Don't say, I want a million dollar company and you're not willing to put forth the work. Don't say there's not enough time in the day for me to finish my business plan, but you watch 12 hours of TV every week. So put that work behind your faith. And maybe that was it that just kind of turned the light bulb on in his head. Like, you know what? I, I can change my perspective in life and not look at it in such a negative way. Do you guys have any idea... How hard it is to get a 5.1 GPA. Do you have any idea how many book reports I would have had to have done to get a 5? Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. I thought it was like 4.0, and that was it. Yeah, they didn't have that when I was growing up. Extra, yeah. extra A, yeah, that's like, right? That's like, that's, like, that's like ace on the Richter scale. Like, it makes absolutely no sense, man. Absolutely no sense. How did, you, how did they get to 5.1? Okay, so I did start taking college classes very early. My high school was on a college campus. So when I was 13, I was a sophomore in high school on this college campus. Campus, and they said, you know what, Raven, you want to start walking over to the college and taking classes? And that's what I did. At 13, I was taking classes with college students, 40-year-old um, women who were going back to school. It was kind of a different experience, but it allowed me to boost my GPA because college classes are on a different scale. So taking all these classes and making A's, I looked up and they were like, Raven, you're number one in your class and you have a 5.1 GPA. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> But I didn't oh, think congratulations. girls. No, I didn't think you. girls were as smart as boys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> let's not let's not Don't take go that there. out of right. context. <laughs> I was just teasing. But no, that's amazing, and you certainly are an incredible role model to so many people. So we're here with uh, Raven Magwood and our special guest Dave Anderson. You're listening to Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gerhart. We'll be right back after this message. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your 
own business. Contact us at GearHeartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law. www.GearHeartLaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. If you're just tuning in, we've just finished some great discussion with Raven Magwood and Dave Anderson, who's the business bully. And now we'll be interviewing three presenters. If you missed the earlier part of the show, you can hear it all on our podcast, which will be on iHeart tomorrow. So just look for the Passage to Profit show on the iHeart app. We'll be in the business section. We're going to start with an executive spotlight. So Robin Oral is a marketing person, and she works for a hotel. So she's going to talk a little bit about the hotel she works with. And I love the hotel she works at, so it's going to be fun. So welcome, Robin. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here in some very great company, I might add. Congratulations on all of your successes. That's phenomenal. I work currently for the Grand Summit Hotel in Summit, New Jersey, This is my 33rd year in the business. I am the Director of Sales and Marketing, and ultimately I'm responsible for the top-line revenue and all of the advertising and social media content that goes into presenting a property to the general public. The Grand Summit is really a, a star in my crown because it's such a beautiful property. If you haven't been out there, please, if you're in the area, and really New York is in the area. We're we're just like a 30-minute ride to Summit, New Jersey. It actually started that way. The property was a weekend getaway for people that lived in New York. They would take their carriage out with their horse and they would get out to the country, I suppose, no longer the country anymore. But it's a, the property was built in 1868 and it really was a resort to people that were coming out of the city. With 150 years history, we're proud to say we've just finished a multi-million dollar renovation and all is new with the exception of the things that should not be new. And the architects were very careful in maintaining the history and the integrity. Some of the woodwork in our boardroom was actually done in 1929. So we're combining the history, some romance, with all the amenities that 2020 has to offer. Do you have anything special coming up for 2020? I know you have the Valentine's Day special thing in your restaurant. Do you have any other? We did, and that was a great evening. We had a full house, I'm pleased to say. Yes, the next big thing up on the ticket would be Easter, and we do a big Easter brunch. So please call and make your reservations now. Every year this sells out. It's a buffet. It's handled in our ballroom. So we step it out of the restaurant a little bit, and uh, the Easter bunny will be there. And so there's activities for the children as well as the adults. And then following that, the next big day for the restaurant business would be Mother's Day. And so those are the next two on the queue for us. The Grand Summit Hotel is the only hotel in Summit. Right. Right. And so people do come to Summit from New York. There's a lot of business that goes on in Summit, but it's also a fairly short train ride from New York. And if people just don't want to stay in the city for some reason, then it's a great place for people to come and stay. It's it is absolutely beautiful. Two fireplaces in the lobby. I go to meetings there right. and really nice place. Yeah, it's definitely a staycation for sure. Um, in the summertime, we'll have our pool open from Memorial Day to Labor Day and have lovely uh, apartment style rooms that surround the pool. So if you want to get away and, and enjoy that type of visit, primarily we cater to everybody. Sunday through Thursday, we're traditionally a corporate hotel. We service a lot of the corporations that are in the area. You know, it's a big pharmaceutical community for us out in New Jersey. And so we like to be that professional property for those traveling for on business. And then Thursday to Sunday, we turn into more of a family style resort. Just come, relax. Um, like you mentioned, sit around the fireplace in the wintertime and sit around the pool with a drink in the summertime. Sounds great. And Gearheart Law is not very far from you. Just We're in great. Summit. Yeah. And- <laughs> so if you get too exhausted after your consultation with us, you can go hang out at the hotel, right? Oh, good. Wow. <laughs> can I put some coupons on the counter? Hey. 
You better. <laughs> right? All those people running there trying to That's get patents it. and trademarks, you better put like 15 coupons. Absolutely. <laughs> well, believe it or not, we do actually have people interview from other states for positions at the firm. We've brought people in to New Jersey from other places. Um, and we have them stay at the Grand Summit quite often. Thank so. you very much. Mm-hmm. It's a great opportunity for us. It's grandsummit.com. Pretty straightforward. Again, a staycation out of New York and a great place to be. What is the toughest part? Like, what is the thing you're struggling with the most in your business right now? You know, whenever you go through a renovation that we did last year mm-hmm. for uh, probably close to six months, mm-hmm. you lose people because, you know, nobody wants to be staying at a property that's undergoing a renovation when they don't have to. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm in the process of bringing customers back. Mm. Having, getting them out there to see all the renovated rooms, how gorgeous they are. And that's really our focus is, is new customers, great, but hey, we loved you before. We want you to come back again and, and really see us now that we've been renovated and we have this fantastic property to offer. Please tell me you videotaped parts of the renovation and you're sending that out to your list so that people know when they can come back. We do. And, and I, I came on board just in January, so I am reaching back yeah. And doing some of that, as well as asking everybody who has any interest to come and be my guest, come for lunch, come for drinks, come for coffee, whatever you'd like to do. But please just come. Come out and see us and visit us, because I think once you see the quality of the product now, done deal. When Richard and I got married, he got this great deal on this hotel in Sarasota, Florida. <laughs> Sarasota? What? I, I was just helping her. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the whole place was under construction, uh, which is why. <laughs> I bet you got a really good price. Our window. <laughs> like, not a place you wanted a honeymoon, but we made yeah. it work. Oh, my so, gosh. Jackhammer so, City. Yeah. yeah, so you get what you pay for, right? Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Grand Summit, it has this beautiful, like, carriage pull through in the front. It's brick. It's really, really a nice place to stay if you're looking for a hotel that's outside of New York, but still close, so. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. The Summit Hotel. And what's the URL for that again? Grandsummit.com. I hope our listeners will make a direct path out to the Grand Summit whenever you need a little r or you have out-of-towners coming in. Thank you. And so we'll be right back. You're listening to Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gerhart right after this message. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed, and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit gearheartlaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W dot com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Spotlight part of Passage to Profit, the inventor show. Each presenter will have a total of six minutes to present their company. The first two minutes, they fly solo, and so for that time, describe their project and put it in the best possible light. The remaining time is for the Inquisition where they'll be challenged by Richard, Elizabeth, Raven, and Dave to describe their project in greater detail. Our first presenter is James Petit. And James, you have a game for us this evening. Yes, sir. First and foremost, thank you for having me. I'm blessed to be in this building with uh, loving and amazing entrepreneurs. So, yes, my name is James Petit. I'm hailing from the great state of Maryland, home to Blue Crab and the Old Bay Seasoning. So I have a card game called Couple Up, which the big purpose of it is to help people understand their significant other in a more intimate way, right? So, so often before we get with people, we just ask questions on the surface level. What I want to know is how do you think on certain things involving money, trust, sex, and communication? Because I believe those are the four things that make a great relationship. So um, how you play the game is you'll couple up with somebody. And it doesn't have to be a significant other, even though I made it with them in mind. You can do with someone that you just know very well. So a friend, family member, or a loved one can play it. Right? And so our contestants this evening are Kenya Gibson, our media maven, and Dave Anderson, and they're going to be our couple, right? Yes, they're going to be my guinea pigs. <laughs> this should be very interesting. Oh, I can't wait. This is going to be go. awesome. Let's do this. So um, how you play the game is you're going to roll the multicolored die, 
and whatever color it lands on, you're going to pick on one of the four categories that goes with it. So I have red, which is complete me. What if cars that are black favorites, which are green. And then the scenario cards, my personal favorite, which are gold. So, um, Kenya, you want to roll first? Yes. You can go ahead and roll first. Okay. So this is choosing the color. You got red, black, green, and gold. Um, gold. Gold. Boom. So she got a scenario card, right? So she's going to read the scenario card and it has four different options on it. So once she reads it, she only, only she knows the correct answer because it's about her. And then Dave has to guess. So if Dave gets it right, then they get points equal to what's on the bottom of the card. So it's a competition-based game. But at the end of the day, I just want you to learn something about the other person. Don't focus so much on the points with the conversation that comes from the question. Gotcha. This is like a real fight in my house right now. (laughs) (laughs) This reminds me me of the newlywed game. Only you're not married yet. (laughs) Right. So it says, my significant other and I have a fight over a lack of quality time spent together. How do I go about handling this issue? Do I read off the options? Yep. For him? Okay. So A, talk about the problem immediately. B, forget about it and never bring it up. C, (laughs) C, process my thoughts for a while and then bring it up. Or D, submit to their views and go along with whatever they say. A, she's bringing it up. (laughs) Off rip. Immediately. We're talking about this now. So since you got that right. Over here, you just write the color and then how many points you all got for it. Okay, gotcha. Yep. So basically, she would ask five questions. He would ask five questions. She would answer five. He would answer five. At the end of the day, see which team wins. But that's not the big purpose. The purpose is the communication that comes from it. You understand? Do you guys feel like basically, you know each other better now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was for people that are already in relationships. But a lot of my single friends, like, I want to play it too, but I'm not booed up yet. I saw, all right, boom, this is what you can do. You can vet people out with these certain questions because, again, <laughs> we don't ask important questions. Like um, we were speaking earlier. I had a couple, um, a male and female, and the woman never wanted kids. But the guy didn't know that. They had been together for like two years or something. He was like heartbroken. You needed a card for that. You needed a card for You should have got the game, bro. Okay, so can Richard and I do one? Kenya, you want to roll for Richard and me? Oh, sure, sure, Pick red, black, green, or gold. I'll pick red. Okay, so I'm going to read it for you. And Richard has to guess what you would say this, okay? So the best way to calm me down when I'm upset is to blank. So only, only you know the right answer. Exactly what I just said. If he gets this wrong, <laughs> oh, it's going to be a long ride home tonight. I would, I would just say, listen. I was going to say a glass of wine. <laughs> well, well, that's a zero, so you don't get any points. <laughs> so the people who have never ever went on a date, <laughs> who have separate spouses, are doing better than they people who've been married exactly for twenty five years. Say. And, and that's what I've learned throughout this whole journey. I've seen people that have been in relationships for a year and those that have been together for 50 plus years, and they're still learning things every single day. And that's the beauty of relationships. You know, like you never stop learning about somebody. But After you had four choices. Now. We had yeah. to like pull one out of thin air, right? So, yeah, so there, there are four different categories you could have picked. So complete me, right? How well do you know me? Can you complete my sentences? A lot of couples do that. Like he finishes my sentences. That's everything in here has a purpose to it. Like there was nothing here. I just thought, let's just throw this in there for the hell of it. Like everything has a specific reason for it. All right. Mm. Let's have another question. All right. Oh, Richard does it's not want to go home it's, without it's, a fight. It's Richard <laughs> and Elizabeth against Dave and Kenya. Yeah, so let's okay. go bring okay. it back to Dave. And All right, I. let's go. All right. This is your question. This is my question. I think that people should wait at least blank years before marriage. Oh, that's a loaded question. Oh, am I supposed to answer? Yeah, so only Dave knows this answer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I yeah the answer. Kenya. Because <laughs> some people have a specific number. Like, I'm not thinking about this until a certain number well, of years. What, can it be an age? Because I feel like you shouldn't you shouldn't get married until you're, like, 40. What does Dave think? Get that oh, wrong. I would think he would be. it would be younger for him. I'm thinking he would say 35-ish. That's it, 35. 35? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like no. If you start if you start dating seriously at thirty, you got five years. That way, like you can't you can perpetrate a fraud for two, three years, maybe even four if you're good. But at that fifth year, you're letting it go. I mean, you know, (laughs) sounds about right. (laughs) You you can't keep it up any longer. Why do you think college is four years? High school is four. You can't put it on for much longer than that. So five years, you already know every dirty thing you need to know in order to decide if you want to spend the rest of your life getting to know this person. (laughs) Based on experience, I say forty, but we'll go. With 35. <laughs> okay. uh, late bloomers. Yeah. <laughs> one more for Richard and me then. All right. I'm actually just going to pick you a question because I really like this one. Is that okay with y'all? Okay. Oh, yeah. Do you think? Richard, this is one that's for you and she has the guess. If I lost my job and had to cut back on expenses, what is the one thing I would never give up? His car. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've actually Bravo. told her that. I'll give up everything but my car. What about Elizabeth? 
Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, wow. Well. So what's something that, what kind of expense, like let's say your hair hair done, your nails done, whatever that you get done often, what's something that you would not give up? Because now I'm trying to see where are your priorities. Like if we're down in the dirt, like rent is due, but you're like, oh, I got to get X, Y, and Z done. Like that's not important. Yeah, I guess it would be taking care of the cats, I guess. <laughs> that's one thing I would so The cat is going to survive oh. while, while you ain't paid the rent. <laughs> Those cats have a good life. Wow. So this is much. helpful. Would you play this on a date? Absolutely, yeah. I recommend people play on dates. In large groups as well. Like I said, you don't have to be with somebody just yet. If you want to vet them out, then you can do that. So this is great for an icebreaker. Just to see on the service level where you're at, then there's some much more intimate questions in here to get into your personal, see whether or not I really want to pursue something with you. Because that's what I think a lot of people in my generation, we definitely don't do. Like We're just trying to get that quick fix and keep it moving, but we don't actually ask those questions that really matter in the long run. Because like my girlfriend right now, like, we we want married eventually, and Dave is pressuring us every single day. No, she's but perfect. <laughs> they they belong together. She makes him better. Yeah, like, absolutely. He should propose. How old are you? I'm 26. And I know to some that may that may seem super young or so on and so forth. But he's brilliant. Do you see how brilliant this is? It's absolutely brilliant. You know, I love so it. you know, just to have two out of the three people I have in here under 30 and just murdering the game, like absolutely. You know, he should get married. <laughs> so James, how do you plan to market this game? It's very rich and it's really interesting and fun and good to play. But how do you convey that? to people who are like looking for a game so of course use the regular outlets um snapchat instagram facebook tiktok all that good stuff but the thing i'm starting to do more now is get testimonies from people on video people that have actually played the game and have learned something significant about their partner like one uh, video i got a while ago which a couple played and one of the questions was about um starting a new hobby and the wife said i would love to get into pottery right so they go take some kind of pottery class in dc and she ends up loving it so now they go take pottery classes every single week in dc and then she says she wants to start some kind of business in which she's showing other people how to create pottery classes. That's a big win for me because had you never had this game, you would have never known this was an interest of your wife. And now you have a business growing out of it. Mm. See what I'm saying? So those are some of the success stories that I'm going to start posting to really show you all the purpose of this game and how it can help you in your relationship. And James, do you have a trademark on the name of the game? I do not have a That's why I'm glad I came here because when I read about like what you all talk about, well, I'm like... What is the name of the game? It's just Couple Up. So C-O-U-P-L-E. All right. Yep. Mm-hmm. I can have an idea. So have you ever thought of making like an app version of this? That was definitely a talk that uh, me and Dave had a, a while ago. <laughs> we haven't revisited it yet. But no, it's a good, <laughs> the thing of it is, right, we had to get past proof of concept. Right. right. Because just because he and I think it's a great idea or a couple of people think it's a great idea. When I had BullyCon last year, I said, well, just bring like 10, 15 games and we'll see what happens. He sold out before the guy who lives off of his board game sold out. It's at this point, it makes sense to do an app at that particular time going back seven, eight, ten months, whatever it was, mm-hmm. it didn't make sense. And now it makes sense. So we're going to look into app development and, and trademarks and all that good stuff. Who is your competition? I don't think I have any competition, to be honest with you. Not in um, this space. A, a lot of people have their quote-unquote relationship games, I guess, but mm-hmm. none of them break it down like how I do with different categories. And again, they're all like surface-level things, in my humble opinion. And I've mm-hmm. only played like maybe one or two, but it, it's my own idea. This comes from my brain. Like I don't think anyone else can compete with this game, to be completely honest. And I'm not worried about them. Like I'm in my lane. Do you market it more for dates, like for individual couples or in more of a group setting, like multiple couples? I do market more as um, in a group setting because then you have more fun with it. And then other people can see like, oh, this group of people have fun with it. Let me get my friends. Because people having kickbacks every single week. Mm -hmm. Someone right now is planning a date night as we speak, you know. So I want them to see the videos of other couples playing it or just, again, friends, family members, anyone that you consider yourself close to. If you want to see like how much you actually know about them. That's great, James. And where can people find your game again? You can definitely grab it at coupleupgame.com and you can follow me on Instagram at coupleupcardgame. James Petit, everyone, on Passage to Profit. Thanks so much for coming on the show. We'll be right back after this message. Hi, I'm Lisa Askley's Inventress, founder, CEO, and president of Inventing A to Z. I've been inventing products for over 38 years. Hundreds of products later and dozens of patents. I help people develop products and put them on the market from concept to fruition. I bring them to some of the top shopping networks in the world. QVC, HSN, Evine Live, and retail stores. Have you ever said to yourself, someone should invent that thing? Well, I say, why not make it you? If you want to know how to develop a product from concept to fruition the right way, contact me, Lisa Askeles, the inventress. Go to inventing a toz.com inventing a to z.com email me lisa at inventing a to z.com treat yourself to a day chock full of networking education music shopping and fun go to my website inventing a toz.com 
Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. We have been having a blast here. If you are just tuning in, then you need to listen to the podcast tomorrow when it comes out because this has been just a fabulous show. A lot of good information, a lot of fun, um, really cool products and books and things. So I would like to introduce Elizabeth Jennings. She has a business called The Owl Biz, O-W-L. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. I am Elizabeth Jennings, and I am an entrepreneur. I've been a beauty business entrepreneur since 2008. I've been an entrepreneur since 2006. I'm a licensed massage therapist, (laughs) esthetician, master lash artist. And before that, I was a legal assistant for 12 years. So I wanted to seek something that I was passionate about and beauty and the industry of beauty has definitely been a blessing to me. So I actually started my beauty business, which is Carolina Eye Candy Beauty and Relaxation Lounge in 2008, where we specialize in lashes, brows, and skincare. And back in 2015, I had the idea to create a franchise of my business, but I didn't really know what it was. Uh, Carolina Eye Candy is a jewel to me. It's not something I want to franchise, but there is a service in my business that literally has made millions over the years. And I decided to franchise that model of the business. And it is called Obsessed with Lashes, which is what OWL stands for. (laughs) And um, Obsessed with Lashes, it gives people in the beauty industry who have the desire to have their own beauty business the cosmetology industry, they market education to those that you can, you know, start your own business, make your own hours. But the majority of the businesses are started by multimillionaires who are not in the beauty industry and they're hiring people straight out of cosmetology school and they're just basically going from one job to another. So I wanted to create something that was going to be marketable and profitable, but not only that, but it's going to be something that people who were like myself didn't have millions of dollars and didn't have a million dollars in liquid assets to invest in a you know franchise business and start their own business. So that's how I created the Obsessed with Lashes brand. And um, I registered it back in 2015. And I literally just started the process of marketing it. And I have my first franchisee in Rochester, New York, who will be opening their location this spring, 2020. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. That is so awesome. So where is your salon? I have three locations in South Carolina, in Somerville, Charleston, and Columbia, South Carolina. Okay. And are you looking for more franchisees right now? I definitely am. I want to market to people who are like myself and who are going to cosmetology school, going to beauty school, aesthetics you know, training, and they don't have that money to invest in a business. And that is why I created this model, because it's affordable. It's going to make them a lot of money. And I'm going to help them with the hiring processes, the training, the products. They will be able to order it through me. I'm making it very affordable for my franchisees. So that's, you know, what it's about. It's about giving affordable and, you know, profitable beauty products, not only to the consumers but to the business owners as well so it's beauty products and it's also services right it's primarily beauty services but consumers will be able to purchase products retail products in the business okay got you and then what would you say is different because i'm a lash girl too like what would you say is different from going to get your lashes done at just a regular lash place versus coming to have an experience at one of your locations well with obsessed with lashes the lashes that we will be specializing in in the franchises is actually a service i created back in 2009. When I started the Art of Eyelash Extensions in 2008, I was one of the first in the state of South Carolina to do the service. So not a lot of people even really knew what eyelash extensions were. So it's an expensive service. Now, over the years, it's become a little bit more, you know, reasonable in pricing, but I wanted to create something that was going to be affordable for consumers because a lot of people really didn't have $200 and $300 to invest in getting their eyelashes done. So I created a product, and the product was less expensive, and it gave people the opportunity to try the services out, see if it was something that they would like to have done. And, you know, we've had so many people that they just continuously get that one service done. So the service itself is a more affordable product. It allows the service provider to provide natural, beautiful lash services in less time, and it doesn't look like 
some of the places that I'm not going to name any names. Mm-hmm. Where the <laughs> lashes just look kind of crazy. Yeah, well, your lashes so, look great. Yeah, thank you. And are they? Per- do you have purple? I have some colored lash highlights. And those in there. are dope. Purple is my color, so yeah, I'm always <laughs> adding purple lashes in there. Yeah. So you are making the world a more beautiful place. <laughs> you gotta come to New York, like New York. Like I feel like we have a bunch of options, but none. Of, they're like okay. Yeah, and I, you know, and I'm surprised to hear that because. I've traveled to New York on many occasions. I'm originally from Charleston, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. So when I would travel whenever, just like you just said, do you have purple in there? Whenever I go different places, I always get complimented on my eyelashes. Even when I checked into the hotel, the first thing the woman said was, I love your lashes. And I always get surprised by that because I'm thinking, well, there's so many different places. I'm grateful for the compliments, but that's what we want to offer. And that's and I'm wearing it. And I've never seen offer. the colored ones. I might have to swagger jack that because I've never seen I'm like, ooh, those are hey, nice. Feel free. Feel free to do you that. You can order those right now. <laughs> Tell me where they can get them, Liz. The the where would you order those? I don't know how to put them on. That's the trick is like it's not just about having them. It's about being able to apply them. Exactly. And it's a, and that's the service that will be provided in the businesses. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Where would you order those if you could put them on or well, had somebody that would do it for you? Well, the service you. itself is, you know, provided. So the colored lash highlights and the eyelash extensions are what is provided by the service provider so it's a service that's done do your franchisees need to have their own space then they could do it in their basement if they wanted to or do you need to have i don't a recommend site? it because this is definitely for people who want to be a legitimate business owner so i don't you know not knocking anyone that's working out of their you know the kitchen beautician type of thing right. but you know this is for people who have legitimate businesses because i mean I made the investments over the years, and I'm showing people that if I was able to do it, they can do it too because I want them to be a real business that's doing real tax returns, paying taxes, have business licenses, all of the things that I had mm-hmm. to do. So, yeah, I'm working with people, and it's not hard to find a space, but I definitely will help them you know, with that process to make sure they're in an area that's going to be beneficial for them as yeah, well. Yeah, like I will go to the hood to get my lashes done, but I ain't going to nobody's basement. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your biggest challenges? Well, in the beauty industry, like we were just saying, you know, you have people that are doing the black market services, so to speak, where they're working out of their houses and their basements. And so, you know, they're charging way less than they should be charging. So it can kind of bring the margin down for what we should be charging for services. But it hasn't hurt me because, like I said, thankfully, and, you know, I'm blessed to say that my business has made many millions over the years. And my husband was just, you know, I left the legal field to go into something extremely different, unheard of for him. And he said, no one's ever going to pay to get their eyelashes done. <laughs> and here I am, you know, almost 12 years later, still doing this. And he's very proud. <laughs> so, so now if you had played that game. <laughs> hey, I needed that game. But yeah, but no, he's lucky. He, he I have out. one quick question because I feel like this is like one of my conundrums with lashes. You know, you get the lashes and it, like it breaks your real ones off. Like how mm-hmm. do you overcome See, when you're going to someone who's been trained like I have been and I will train my franchisees and their employees, you don't have to worry about that because I have clients that are still coming every two weeks or every four weeks getting their lashes done. Their natural lashes are still growing Mm. full and healthy as they normally should. But if someone doesn't really have that education and they don't have that training and they're just, you know, watching a YouTube video and then they're applying lashes and ordering products off of Amazon, then Mm -hmm. you may experience that damage. But your lashes, they should still be healthy and naturally growing, you know, and shouldn't be breaking off. But your lashes just grow out. Right. And as the new natural lashes grow in, the extensions are attached to those natural lashes. So they just grow out and shed. But it's not causing any damage yeah. to yours. I wish you were in New York because if I take these off, I look like a plucked chicken. Oh, <laughs> oh Kenny, you always oh, I look do. Good. I'm like, oh, put them on, put them on. <laughs> so, Elizabeth, where can we find you again? Well, if you want to find out more about the franchise opportunity, you can go to bit.ly forward slash the, that's T-H-E, owl, biz b-i-z and if you want to find out more about me just go to the minister to find out more about the bible and that's business inspiration beauty life and enjoyment nice well i know you have one customer she may fly down to where <laughs> you, you know are it. it's <laughs> worth it <laughs> yeah so we need to wrap this up any final thoughts real quick i just want to say that i'm so excited and so happy to see so many wonderful entrepreneurs doing their things in so many different facets and to be a part of each one of these individuals journeys is like my life's work like I am so happy that I retired from radio to do this and that people are successful and they can go for their dreams and just really push themselves. So, so I'm just happy because I haven't had to say much this entire show. So like, 
I'm well, super thrilled, man. Well, thank you, and thank you, Elizabeth. And you are listening to Passage to Profit, The Inventor Show, with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart on WOR710, the voice of New York. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A. A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now more with Richard and Elizabeth. Passage to Profit. This was such a great show. Thank you, everybody, for coming. And to summarize, we had Raven Magwood with Dave Anderson and Robin Orell from the Grand Summit Hotel and James Petit with Couple Up and Elizabeth Jennings, the Minister of Beauty, obsessed with lashes, O-W-L or OWL. If you just tuned in, the podcast comes out tomorrow. We had some great content on here, some great people. And I want to say thank you to everyone. We had somebody from Maryland. We had somebody from North Carolina. We had somebody from Philadelphia. We had somebody from New Jersey. (laughs) Right. I agree. The presentations were all fantastic. Uh, Raven, before we leave, do you have any final words of wisdom for our audience? Final words of wisdom. Um, No matter what adversity you may be facing in your business or even in your personal life as you're trying to get to where you want to be, never give up. Be intentional about how you utilize your 24 hours. And as long as you're doing the most with what you can, where you are, you will end up exactly where you need to be. Um, If you want to find me, I'm online at ravenmagwood.com, R-A-V-E-N-M-A-G-W-O-O-D.com. And on all of my social media handles, I am at Raven Magwood. Thank you, Raven. That was very profound. And Dave Anderson, uh, never at a loss for words. (laughs) (laughs) Dave, never at a loss for words, Anderson. I don't know what to say. No. All right. So listen, uh, (laughs) the thing about it is, as a big guy, as a professional, as an entrepreneur, I want to make sure that I look good all the time. And that's why I went out and I bought the Winston box. So if you go to the winstonbox.com and you put in bully at checkout you'll get $25 off your first subscription box for my big and tall guys 1x to 6xlt so you can definitely check that out also on social media at the business bully and of course everything that has to do with me you can find at businessbullyshow.com awesome and i would love to thank our media maven kenya gibson kenya Yeah, so I have one final tip. Don't be out here like looking like a plucked chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Get your your lashes right. Call Elizabeth at Owl. I'd also like to thank our incredible producer, Noah Fleischman. I tell everybody he's our best friend because he makes us sound so good at the end of this. And Robin, our engineer, and the whole iHeart team. And listeners, don't forget to join us next week for some more wonderful conversations and fantastic new products coming down the pike and everything else. And you can start thinking about what you want to say on our program. That's right. And don't forget, too, to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt on iHeartRadio with Passage to Profit, WOR710, the voice of New York. 